Arizona's Desert Diaries. Hello. Arizona calling. First up, let me say a big thank you if you sent me a message this week on social media at Walker Sam on Twitter, facebook.com slash see you in the desert on Facebook and of course at Sam Walker Radio on Instagram. I had a huge response to some of this week's disasters. <laughs> More to follow on those. <laughs> but also I had loads of comments from you after you heard the special episode I posted this week from my friend Tyler's podcast, This Is My Family. It's a bit different to what I usually post but I talk a lot about my mum and my dad and growing up and also my girls as well. And, well, I really appreciate all your messages. It was hard to talk about at times, but that's life, eh? I did speak to Tyler today and he said that whilst he always cries recording every single episode of his podcast, he cried more in mine than anyone else's. (laughs) So make of that what you will. But Tar, it is always lovely to hear from you. So to this week... What a week. Not the week we were expecting to have. Firstly, the birthday meal we'd planned for Thursday night didn't really happen the way we expected. The restaurant had changed its reservation policy the day before, resulting in us standing in a car park for 40 minutes glamour and still not getting a table. We had a brief flirtation with another restaurant that turned out to be in a car park and only serving food in cardboard boxes. And you know, I'm not against that in principle, but as I had actually bothered to not only wear something other than pyjama bottoms and had put actual shoes on and makeup and hello, it was my birthday, then, you know, I wasn't really feeling it. Cue driving randomly over Phoenix for an hour until we found somewhere with a table that served food on actual plates, which then only left us about half an hour until we needed to turn into a taxi and pick up the teenager from her middle school dance, end of term disco to you and me, and then drive her various friends home. Mm, Oh well, (laughs) that's always next year, I hope. Never mind, I thought, a weekend away in the wagon incoming. Catalina State Park, mountains, campfires, wine. We loaded up in 5,000 degrees Celsius heat on Friday afternoon. Food, check. Wine, check. Guitars, playing cards, dogs, check. I remember, I think this is the first time I've done this, I remember actually saying woohoo as Dave turned the engine on and then, oh no, what's that sound? It was like the roar of a pack of angry lions. We limped up the road for a few feet and immediately realised, you know what, we are going nowhere. Long story short, someone had come onto our driveway, down the side of our house, and stolen the catalytic converter from the wagon. Poor Mr Brightside. Q1 gutted 10-year-old. Well, not just her, to be fair. We were all gutted, not just because it was our big birthday weekend ruined, but that whole kind of icky feeling of being the victim of a crime and then the dawning of, oh, no, how much is this going to cost? And how the heck do we even go about sorting all of this out and getting a new one? I don't know where my local catalytic converter replacement garages, for example. How long's all that going to take? And then, of course, well, how on earth do we stop this from happening again? Whilst the 10-year-old spent the evening colouring in and watching Yellow Submarine because she properly loves the Beatles, I spent the evening watching news reports on how huge this problem is, not just in Phoenix and the US, but in the whole of the UK as well, watching really scary YouTube videos of just how 
easy it is. Two minutes is all it takes to dive under a car or an RV, chop the catalytic converter off and run away. That's it. I mean, it's that quick. The thieves all seem to use something called a sawzall. Now, if you're a child of the 70s or 80s like me, you'll remember those electric carving knives that became all the rage at your Sunday roast table. Do you remember the TV ads? Cuts through frozen food like butter. Now, sawzalls look kind of like a pumped up version of those 1980s electric carving knives. It's just gutting, though. Now, for the first time, I actually put a post on Nextdoor, you know, the local social networking site, telling all my neighbours what had happened and for them to watch out. I was completely inundated with replies. So many people having exactly the same thing happen to them. So many people parking behind gates or fences at home and still having them stolen. One visiting a sick parent at a local hospital. Comes out, the converter's robbed from their car in the car park. People even shopping at supermarkets had them nicked. A few people who paid to have their RV stored found that thieves had broken into the facility and run riot, stealing 10 or 20 at a time. Ugh! I had a few comedic replies to my post saying things like, A 12-gauge will get the job done! <laughs> and other gun-related solutions, and one quite detailed instruction on how to rig up my RV to electrocute anyone who touched it. <laughs> did spot a few small flaws in that plan. But the vast majority, and there were hundreds, were people just being lovely offering loads of sympathy, some offering loads of practical solutions as well, like spraying your next catalytic converter of fluorescent paint. Apparently that puts thieves off. Welding it to the undercarriage of your vehicle, scratching your vehicle number onto it. All these things apparently act as deterrents. Some even offering to drop off gifts for the 10-year-old to make her feel better. Two people even offered me their RV so we could still go on the trip. One neighbourhood mechanic said he'll come by and help us fit a new one. I mean, just lovely people. Our friends also leapt into action. We had a pool party and then a curry on Saturday, a pool party and a barbecue on Sunday and a pasta party on Monday. We were very spoiled. Now, I obviously feel sad about what happened, but it's more proof that adversity always brings out the best in people. We felt very cared for. It was ace. I even got to paint a wall in my kitchen on Sunday morning. And as you know, I love me some DIY. So do you know what? All good. So yeah, bad times, but good times as well. How life generally rolls, really, I suppose. More good news this week. Arizona opened up vaccinations for anyone over the age of 12. So the teenager has had her first jab. Her second dose is scheduled for a fortnight. So yeah, again, it feels like things are just slowly with still some precautions opening up. The borders from the UK still aren't open and as we edge closer to July, I'm feeling a bit nervous about the chances of seeing my dad. And as for my mum, well, I mean, Australia is currently closed, essentially, until 2022, it seems. Although, again, I suppose we'll see as the months roll on. Maybe things will change towards the end of the year. I just don't know. Summer's very much ramping up here in Phoenix. We had the first 100-degree day in my neck of the woods this week. That's about 38 degrees. And that, oh, it's just the very start of what is to come. So this weekend, I'm beyond excited 
to be heading to LA. Yeah, I'm actually going to get on a plane for the first time in 18 months. And I'm going to see friends I haven't seen for two years. Yeah, it feels weird and nerve wracking and so exciting. I just can't wait. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 